Do you know anything about a rash that's going around? From Michael J. Fox. Whoa! Just say the word and see the moon. Don't change. Don't change. And you're into one scary situation. You are an animal. Has America's hottest hunk gone hairy? Let's check his family ties. An explanation is probably long overdue. Folks, this one's a real howl. Michael J. Fox is Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Monday night at 8 on KPTV 12. So what's the problem in which we rewatch movies from our youth to determine if a problematic by today's standard. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Teen Wolf, which was released in the US on August 23rd, 1985, in the UK on January 24th, 1986, and in Ireland on March 14th, 1986. It was written by Jeff Loeb and Matthew Wiseman and was directed by Rod Daniel. It stars Michael J. Fox, James Hampton, Susan Urit. Eristy, <laughs> Eristy, uh, Jerry <laughs> Levine, Laurie Griffin, and Mark Holton. What's going to happen is this: uh, Jen and I have three problems. This movie has three each, and one positive, and we'll have a little discussion. And the synopsis is thus: Teenager Scott is pretty bad at life, despite being so obviously charming, until he discovers he is a werewolf, which earns him fame at school at the risk of losing those closest to him. I wrote that. I had time, so I wrote the synopsis myself. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Jen, what is your history with Teen Wolf, the movie from 1985? Not the TV show I, that I've never I seen. Don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I saw it when I was a kid or not. I'm completely unsure about it. Um, I watched it again about 10 years ago or so. We bought a two-pack with uh, Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2. And I thought it was going to be really, you know, fun 80s, like 80s can't be fun and then i didn't enjoy it i hated it um which i think depressed dylan and i never got around to watching teen wolf 2 because i didn't like teen wolf this time i watched it i was expecting it to be terrible so it wasn't nearly as bad as i remembered i enjoyed it a little more this time than i did last time but as far as i can say i've seen it the two times yeah what about you um i watched it when it came out vhs i knew who michael j fox was i think i watched family ties it was on over here and I can't tell you when I first watched Back to the Future. I think I saw it in VHS, but a few years after. I saw this first, and then I would watch it when it would come on TV or whatever. I've never seen Teen Wolf 2, but when I was about 12 or 13, um, I got hit by a car on my way to school. So I was in hospital for a few days, and in the children's ward there was a TV and a VHS player, because this was the late 80s. So the kids could watch stuff, obviously. And then, uh, I can't remember what other tapes were there. But the only one I can remember is, and this was the very first time I found out that this existed, but there was a VHS tape of two episodes of the Teen Wolf animated series. Mm -hmm. Which, because, you know, the internet didn't exist back then, I had no idea was a thing until I was in hospital. While I was watching it, because I had the foresight to watch the end credits to see what, production company made it and it was Hanna-Barbera 
And I was quite surprised by that because, you know, I I was a huge fan of Hanna Barbera and I didn't know that that existed from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was their Australian arm that made it. So, you know, it's not really, it wasn't really a big deal. There was like 21 episodes or something made in total. I was only allowed to watch it once. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch it more than once. I didn't know it at the time, but James Hampton, who plays the dad, is the only voice actor in the cartoon that's from the movies. And Donnie Most, who played Ralph Malf in uh, Happy Days, voices Styles in the okay. animated show. So there you go. That's my history with Teen Wolf. <laughs> Let us just start with problems. And my first problem is, right at the start, when Scott throws the, throws the ball and misses, everyone is looking on intently, and he throws the ball, and people are like, oh, they're following the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the coach does this weird face where he opens his mouth, like, but then he goes, like that, mm-hmm. and no one else is reacting in that way. No one else is looking the way he's looking, and it's just the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> you can't say I noticed. Because he's, right he's right in the middle of the screen, because it's him, and then it's Two other folk either side, I can't remember who it is. I think Styles is probably there. Uh, um, and he just does a weird thing with his mouth and goes like that. And he turns his head, it's like his head is going to rotate all the way around. <laughs> it's very strange. So what's your first problem? I'm going to go a little out of order because we'll see if any of ours overlap. Um, so at his game where he turns into a wolf... Mm-hmm. Every, everyone's like oh my god you know what the fuck and then they go on playing the game yeah nobody like they don't all run out yeah or they don't all like start throwing stuff at them yeah no one seems scared no one they're like this is really weird but they continue to play their game yeah yeah and, they're just and, surprised and no one even says like look this shitty basketball player is playing well now because he uh turned into a wolf like wouldn't somebody be complaining like that's not fair yeah Absolutely. There's. I have a lot of problems with just the fact that like he turns into a wolf and they just like keep on going with their shit. They're surprised at first, but then they're like, "Nah." They just and go then with they it. Just carry on. Yeah. And I'm. I'm just like, this doesn't really work for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a family comedy, so it's know. you know it's gonna be. But yeah, I I agree with you. There should there should have been at least someone screaming. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's this monster now in his place. Yeah. This poor bastard has to wear the fur all the way down his arms and legs for that for those scenes. So my second problem is I fucking hate Styles. I hate oh, really? Styles so much. He pisses me off. He's just such an annoying twat and not a particularly good friend. I don't even I don't remember if I, I liked him when I was younger. I think he was just there. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to obviously be like the comic relief and funny and all this and hijinks and everything. But I, don't, I just, I just, I just don't like him. How do you stand on styles? I get it. I totally get it. But you know, I found him funny sometimes. But I wasn't into the movie enough to even have an opinion, like a strong opinion about him. Did you find the part funny when he pours the jello down the woman's top? Did you think that was funny? That no. was fucking hilarious. That that unwarranted. Assault. I focused more of my hate on Pamela. Right, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. where my hate was going <laughs> in this movie. Um, she she was the one I had the, the big problem with, so... Is she your second problem, or...? No, I just didn't like her. Yeah. No, no, no. She's a, she's a very terrible, 
terribly written character mm-hmm. because she flip flops back and forth the entire time, mm-hmm. and then at the end she just expects him to run into her arms again. No, go away. Anyway, what is your second problem? Uh, the F word. Yeah, I thought that. I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah, I I wasn't sure if you would or not. I think it was, now we've gotten to the point with these kind of problems where we each assume the other one's going to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we know it has to get mentioned. But uh, yeah, the use of the word fag, like I didn't like. And then what I really hated most about it, um, then other than the obvious, just like that's just offensive, and the conversation they had was offensive, mm-hmm. was that I was watching in my living room, and I wasn't expecting that. I didn't remember that from the movie. And um, my son had a friend over to spend the night, and they started playing on the stairs, like, right. Luckily, at the tail end of that conversation, but I just, mm. like, sat there nervously being like, I hope this they don't say that word again. Because as far as I know, my kid's never heard the word. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has or not. But uh, I didn't want to be having to have a conversation with him and his friend. At least I know it's a conversation I would be allowed to have. Because, you know, it's, I mean, I'm in the Bible Belt. Like, you never know how parents are going to react if you tell their kids something. But uh, a couple weeks ago, or I guess it was last week, uh, Xander was, ex- I, I walked in while Xander was explaining to his friend Max why um, why Dylan doesn't like J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. And Max was having a hard time understanding. I was like, it just, you know, it's just that she doesn't like trans people and... <laughs> The kid, the last time I heard Xander having this conversation with a kid, uh, the kid had to, he had to explain to him what transgender meant. And the kid was like, ooh, gross, don't say anymore. Mm-hmm. This kid, this kid was so sweet. Heart of gold. He says to me, he's like, well, there's a trans kid in my class and I don't like them because they're really annoying. And I was like, no, it's okay to not like someone who's trans if their personality is really bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't like trans people because they're trans. And yeah. it was just, it was such a sweet reaction because he looked like, did I do something wrong by not liking this trans person? Aww. And I was like, no, 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 I've known unlikable trans people. It's you, you can, that's okay. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, it's about what, the reason why you don't like them yeah but i did invite them to watch the movie with me and i'm like this is the thing about 80s movies is you can't trust that they're not gonna say that word yeah the conversation wasn't very pleasant um Mm -hmm. between scott and um styles that's one of the reasons why i don't like styles is because he is very accepting of the fact that his best friend is a werewolf because he sees money in it mm. and he sees fame in it. But if his friend was gay, he would he gives the idea that he would no longer be his friend. Mm-hmm. And that is quite shitty. Yeah. I mean, I know it was the 80s, but if you're writing a character like Styles, who's supposed to be the comedy sidekick and supposed to be likable, don't give him lines like that. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's something that that's a common mistake they made in the eighties. <laughs> so yeah, what are you gonna do? It's not okay to to dislike trans people for being trans, but it's okay to dislike trans people for being human. Well, I I actually once stayed friends with a trans person longer than I wanted to because I did feel kind of like I shouldn't dislike them, but they were actually yeah. just a bad person. Like mm-hmm. they they just told me stories where I was like, "Oh, you're not a good person, and it has nothing to do with your gender. <laughs> it just has to do with the fact that you're just kind of shitty." <laughs> yeah, and I think, and I've talked to other people. Like, there is this thing, especially when you're like, like you know, white, straight, cisgender person. Like, you tend to give other people um, who are different from you uh, more of a pass sometimes when they're an asshole because you don't want to be seen 
as not liking them because of their race or gender, uh, whatever. Because you see that a lot on on social media, obviously. It's mm. like if someone says anything bad about someone, not bad, but if if someone is a shitty person and someone else say, like, I'll, I'll go online and say something like, oh, I really don't like such and such a person because, you know, they're a pen or whatever, or they're a horrible human being. But if that person is black or trans or anything or gay, you're going to get shit for that. Mm. You're going to get shit for daring to dislike someone. It's not just it's not just white straight people who are arseholes, though. Yeah, anyone can be an arsehole. Seem to get that. I think it's not always a problem. I think it's a problem when it's like one of your only black friends or one of your only trans friends. Or that's the thing is like at the time that I had this problem with this trans person, like they were my only. I mean, I knew a couple trans people, but they were the only trans person I like hung out with socially regularly. And it felt like I shouldn't turn my back on, like, my one trans friend. But then Mm -hmm. it's like, but I don't respect you. I respect you for being who you are and living the life the way you want. But, like, you're not a nice person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is this movie doing the whole sort of racial thing? Is this an allegory for like race or i don't think so i think if it were made now it would be it would it would be an allegory yeah. or something um so here but here is a piece of trivia that uh goes along with what you just said yeah which and this made me roll my eyes uh scott howard arguably the first wolf to play organized basketball in america wore number 42 on the court coincidentally he shares the same jersey number as jackie robinson the first african-american baseball player whose number is retired throughout major league baseball right Okay. That's like the closest I found to that. But no, no, this movie, if it came out now, it would definitely be be about trans people or gay people or black people. or It, it would be something. It wouldn't be just about a wolf. But in the 80s, I think it was just about a wolf. I don't, I don't think they were trying to tell us anything else. No, it's just puberty. That's true. That's true. White kid problem. Mm-hmm. Being popular. Oh, no. <laughs> My third problem is, what exactly is the message of the movie? It's be yourself, I imagine. But Scott is the wolf, right? He is a wolf. Mm -hmm. He's not being himself at the end of the movie. He's being who he used to be at the end of the movie. When it was over, I was kind of like, what's the lesson here? And I think... Yeah. I think it was, like, about accepting yourself... If there is a lesson, which I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if there really is. It would be more about accepting yourself. Like, at the beginning of the movie, he wants to be something more than average he wants to be something extraordinary he wants to change and then by the end of the movie he realizes like just being him is good enough right i guess but then in another way it's also about accepting who you are even if it's weird and like embracing the wolf like i don't really understand i don't it is messy is messy message if there's supposed to be a message at all well there must be i mean they can't be doing this without trying to say something you know what i mean they must Mm -hmm. like i say i think it's supposed to be be yourself Mm -hmm. but Scott is the wolf now. He is yeah, the wolf. Yeah, that's true. So that's who he is. Uh, he has to suppress his abilities and who he is just to conform now. He's being the the kid he was before he discovered he was a wolf. Mm-hmm. He's just now better at basketball and has a girlfriend. But he could have had a girlfriend before because Booth was always there. Yeah. It just seemed a bit weird that he had to go through this to learn that. Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of 80s movies had messages. They did try to like tell you things, especially family movies, but mm-hmm. cocaine's a hell of a drug. 
and like messages get mixed up mm-hmm. journeys and you know it just gets messy as fuck so what is your third problem that basketball game at the end went on way too long yeah it does it goes on far too long i was zoning out i was not yeah paying attention by the end of it it was it was way too long it's like 20 minutes yeah it's like when i was watching it the only thing i could think was of course they can't cut this down because then your runtime is much shorter. Like, it's already short. Yeah. Yeah, it just went on so long, and I, I I, literally just was not paying attention by the end. Yeah. It was it was not for me. And then there's also that thing of, like, like I'm watching it, and um, the kids are in the kitchen behind me eating lunch, and there's something, w- when you're watching something really bad and there are people around, mm. it, like, everything seems worse because you kind of wonder, like, you start thinking about how they must be seeing it, and I'm like, if these kids are paying attention, they must be thinking, this is the, st- well, they- no, they did tell me, they told me it looked terrible. Like, they <laughs> they must be thinking, this is the stupidest <laughs> basketball game they've ever seen. Um, like, I was very aware that they could see what I was watching, and I'm like, I don't look very cool to these kids at all. But, the- I mean, you did have a discussion about the about trans people, so, you know. Yeah. It shows that you're you're a cool mom. Um, yeah, it goes on far too long. And I was listening to uh, Rod Daniel. He was never asked to do a commentary for the DVD release or anything. Mm-hmm. And he took it upon himself to record the commentary on his own. And he posted it online. And I listened to it a few years ago. Well, Rob Thomas did that once. Sorry? Rob Thomas did that with the first season of Veronica Mars. They wanted to get the mm-hmm. DVD out really quickly, so they didn't have time to record a commentary. So he just put one up on his website. Yeah. And unfortunately, the website doesn't exist anymore, so like I can just never listen to that commentary again. But like I, I like that idea. You'll probably find them somewhere. Maybe. I mean, I found the Rod Daniel one on, um, on YouTube, so you'll probably find it somewhere. And uh, uh, Tom Holland, who directed, not Spider-Man, the one who directed Child's Play in um, Wizard. Fright Night. Oh, Todd Holland is what I'm thinking of. Oh, Todd Holland, yeah. Tom Tom Holland um, directed Fright Night and uh, Child's Play, the original Child's Play okay. movie. And he wasn't asked to do commentaries for those at the time, anyway. I think he's done them now for special editions and stuff uh, for Blu-rays and that. But at the time, he, he wasn't asked to do them. And a, a horror website, I can't remember the name of, but they took it upon themselves to get him and ca- other like cast members of Fright Night and Child's Play to do separate commentaries for each movie. And I think that's great. Like, if more creators would do that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just if they're not doing commentaries for the Blu-ray or whatever, just do it online and just have people listen to it. And, you know, I think that's a cool idea. The uh, According to Rod Daniel's um, commentary, the shot, you actually do see Michael J. Fox make a, a basket because there's a long shot of him actually throwing it in and that took 19 takes of him to do that <laughs> which is good considering he was a terrible basketball player apparently <laughs> so doing that in 19 takes is pretty good mm-hmm. we know he's going to win mm-hmm. it's not as though that this is like the very first basket he makes is the one that wins the game because he's been making them all the way through the game that's exceedingly long, boring game. No, oh, another thing my kid said when he walked through the room is he was like, yeah, this looks really bad. He's like, the CGI is really bad. And I was like, dude, it's not CGI. It's just makeup. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, this movie's old. Yeah, that's kind of cute, actually. He just assumes everything's CGI because that's how yeah. it is. You know, that's what he's used to. 
And I'm yeah. like, no, this is this is makeup, man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, it looks bad. It's eighty five. But I mean, does it look like bad, bad? Because I mean, that is quite a good full body suit. It. It is, but imagine you are nine years old and you've grown up in the world of like the MCU and stuff like that. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I a, mean, that's a it's being, a being nine. It's not the same for him. It's like the the Star Wars are the weird thing that like they still use some practical effects and stuff. Like that's mm. that's like a weird thing that that's how it is in those movies, you know? Because that's not what we do anymore. He doesn't watch a lot of horror movies though, does he? Because I mean, they they tend to do practical more. Well, he he has he has been, and uh, I'm pretty sure my husband's mad at me. He's been a little passive aggressive this week because Xander's been watching a lot of horror movies, and I told him he really wanted to watch um, the 2018 Halloween. Mm-hmm. Actually, he really wanted to watch Halloween Kills, and I was like, "You're not allowed to watch Halloween Kills until you watch Halloween 2018 because uh, they take place in the same night." And it just for me, it would bother me if he watched one without watching the other yeah. first. Um, but I was like, I don't know if you could handle that. It's a little gorier. It's a little darker than the stuff you usually watch. And I was like, let's, you know, just get through the first eight Halloween movies and then we'll see where we are. Because <laughs> I figured that would give me some time, right? Yeah. And he he finally got to the fifth one. He started the fourth one, didn't like it. He got to the fifth one, didn't like it. And at this point, considering some of the stuff he's watched, I was like, fuck it, just watch it. Like, so we watched... The Hall- mm-hmm. Halloween 2018 last week, and Dylan walks in the house and he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And he sees what we're watching, and he was like, "Oh, so now I guess he can just watch anything he wants, huh?" <laughs> and he did watch <laughs> Halloween Kills the other day. But yeah, he has been watching horror movies. But even then, like, I feel like there's some CGI in like the Halloween movies and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, there is. There's there's like CGI blood and stuff like mm. that. But uh, get him to watch the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's uh, that's all practical effects and gory as fuck. Has he watched Scream Six? Um, no. He started. He doesn't like the new Scream movies as much. He started the fourth one and he started the fifth mm. one and he didn't finish either one. Um, he all right, really okay. only likes Scream One and Scream Two. He didn't finish Scream Three either. So he he really likes Scream One and Scream Two. He's not like me where it's like. Yeah, those are my favorites. Like, those are, you know, your mm-hmm. classic, your OG. But, like, I still enjoy the others, right? But it's yeah. like, even though they're not as good. But for him, it's like, if they're not as good, he just doesn't want to be bothered with it. And it's like, yeah, that's that's how sequels are, man. Like, there's some exceptions, like the MCU. Well, you know, they do pr- some pretty great sequels and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. other than that, no matter how good a sequel is, it's still usually not as good as that first one. That's why people talk about Godfather 2, Still so much, because that's the rare one yeah. that's better than the original. Yeah, I mean, I can do without the other Scream movies. I mean, I'll still love the franchise, and I'll watch every single one that gets released. Mm-hmm. But 1 and 2, the only two I would probably go back to again. And we all know how I feel about 3. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't... I don't know. I've seen Scream 6 three times now. Uh, have you? Yeah. I mean, I like that one. I think <laughs> yeah. that one's alright. But it's pretty gory. It's it is. like one of the goriest ones, so that's why I was asking if Xander's seen it. Yeah, I don't think he even started it. So, which is good because nah. it is. It when in that very first, like the beginning kills. Um, well, I don't want to say any spoilers, but um, there's a part it's where I'm relentless. like, this is this is, this is it's gross. Quite, like yeah. I couldn't. I was like, I kind of don't want him to see this one. But yeah, but maybe when he's older and he can actually sit and watch like the other ones. Yeah. Like if he finishes once he's older and he gets over whatever it is that. You know he he doesn't like about certain things, and he might start to 
appreciate films like that more and then they might watch four or five and then six when he's older. I thought he'd be into them because he loves Wednesdays, so I thought Jenna Ortega being there might might do something, but he's not at that point in his life where like he hears an actor he likes is in something and he like he doesn't he'll he'll recognize like, oh this person's good in this thing, but he doesn't talk about anyone like like he's a big fan of them or anything, you know? Yeah. Which is different how I was at that age. At that age, I, you know, I had actors I was fans of and would watch stuff they were in just because they were in it. Yeah, I think I did that too. Yeah. I definitely did the bit with Nona Ryder. Mm-hmm. I would watch everything with Nona Ryder was in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there must have been, like, Arnold and, you know, the action heroes and Sly and stuff like that. I would watch anything that they would release because I liked their stuff, so stuff like that. I guess I should, I should make him watch uh, Beetlejuice because the first one has the mom from Stranger Things in it. Mm-hmm. And then the second one will have Jenna Ortega in it. So maybe maybe I can get him into those. And the mom. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I am shocked it's happening. They've been talking about Beetlejuice 2 for so long that someone recently mm-hmm. said something to me about how they were making Beetlejuice 2 and I was like, I don't believe it. I was like, I'll believe it when I see a trailer, but it looks like it's actually happening and I don't think it's necessary, yeah. but you know. It's not necessary at all. We don't need it. I mean, Michael Keaton can—he's all right because he can. He wear the makeup and everything, mm-hmm. and the Maitlands won't be back because they're ghosts and they won't age. But yeah. the actors have, and one of them is also a murderer. Um, but the um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sir. Anyway, positives, and my positive is Michael J. Fox. Okay. Simple. Because he carries this movie. And this movie is absolutely nothing without Michael J. Fox in it. I couldn't decide between positives, so uh, you took one of them. So I'm just going to say the stuff I would have said for mine, um, and then I'll still get to have mine. <laughs> My other right, one. Right, okay. And the, thing, the reason I think that Michael J. Fox is a positive is that he was not into this. One piece no. of trivia... Um, on IMDb, it says uh, that he re- he disliked the film so much that he refused to return for the sequel. In an interview at the time, uh, while Back to the Future was in production, he lamented, Steven Spielberg's down the street making great movies and I'm playing a werewolf. Yeah. Like, this guy clearly, like, was not happy with this movie he was making, but he still he still gave it his all. And it's... Um, yeah. It's that same thing I brought up. I forget what we were talking about, but I know like a few recordings ago, I brought it up. That thing of like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't give a shit about um, mm-hmm. her character in the MCU, but like she still brings it. Like <laughs> when, when an actor, when you know that they probably don't, either they don't like their movie or they just don't care in general and they still do a good job. Like yeah. good for them, because okay. there's some actors when you can tell, you can tell they're in something they don't like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them just don't hide it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Michael J. Fox, he's just like effortlessly likable and charming anyway. Mm-hmm. I think he just seems like a really sweet, nice guy. And in 1985 was actually quite a busy year for him because he had this and then he had Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, he had... TV movie called Poison Ivy, which is about a summer camp. He was in Family Ties Vacation, mm-hmm. um, which was filmed in London that aired like just before the fourth season or something of Family Ties. So mm-hmm. he was quite busy for that year. Yeah, he was only able to do this because his mom on Family Ties got pregnant and they had to push back shooting. Yeah. My positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the coach. 
The coach is funny yeah, to me. Okay. Like, I love at the beginning that he's just, like, wanting to forfeit because, like, what's the point? And yeah. he's such a horrible role model. He's such a horrible role model. And then in that scene where um, Michael J. Fox is trying to talk to him about the changes he's going through, and he, like, offers him mm-hmm. chicken when he comes in. But then, like, at the end of the scene, I realized the, the coach is chewing gum the whole scene, and I'm like, is he eating the chicken? Like, what is he? He's chewing gum while he has this chicken. For some reason, that was very funny to me. But uh, that coach just really amused me. Yeah, more. I think he amused me as much as Styles was supposed to amuse me. No, that's fair enough. I didn't mind the coach, uh, apart from that stupid fucking face he makes at the beginning of the movie. But <laughs> I think that was just the actor just like being over the top, and the director didn't catch it and mm-hmm. didn't tell him to do another take when he thought it was funny. So this movie was made on a budget of $4 million, and it made $30 million. Nice. And it opened at number two in the box office behind Back to the Future. <laughs> Back to the Future had already been at number one for about eight weeks or something at that point. Wow. Um, it had been there for a while. So he had the number two and number one movie in America that week. I've heard you know people talk about how he had the, the number one show and the number one movie at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard anybody talk about how he had the number one movie and the number two movie <laughs> at the same time mm-hmm. and the number one show. That's insane. This goes to show just how likable he is. It wouldn't have been it, it wouldn't have made that much money if it wasn't for Back to the Future. There's a documentary about him I need to watch. He's a really fascinating man. I I kinda I'm putting I'm putting it off. I don't want to watch I hate seeing him the way he is just yeah. now. It breaks my heart. I I love how it's been written into shows when he was still working. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there was um, Scrubs. Mm -hmm. And there was The Good Wife. He was in quite a few episodes of The Good Wife. Mm -hmm. Then he had his own sitcom for a year. Yeah, the Michael J. Fox show. Yeah, I liked that show. And it's, it's just impressive he's still, you know... I know he's retired now, but that he was still able to act. And that people loved him enough that they were going to write it into the the shows... So that he could he could do them. Yeah. I think that's great. I miss him. I really love Michael J. Fox. Yeah, me too. I wanted to say one more problem I had with the movie. This was almost one of my big problems. Mm-hmm. But they have this party, right? With, like, kegs mm-hmm. and everything. And then they go to school the next day? Like, why, why is this party <laughs> happening on a school night? For some reason, that really bothered me. Yeah. You wouldn't have that party on a school night. No. Right. So I have some notes. You can hear Fox's... Uh, Michael J. Fox's Canadian accent whenever he says sorry. Oh, really? When Scott is getting ready for the dance, he howls and then fades away. He, like, just disappears. And the bathroom background is still there. Mm-hmm. Can he teleport as well? That was quite a weird transition. You know about the you know about the person at the end with their zip down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read about that earlier. Yeah. The urban legend is it's a guy with his penis out. And it's been mentioned a lot of times. It's even a joke in Family Guy that can see a guy with penis out and mm-hmm. teen will it's actually if you look at the build of the person it's actually a woman yeah so all that's happened is is they've she stood up and her zips down and she pulled the zip up and like a shirt or whatever's been hanging through the, the zipper and that's it there's mm-hmm. the, there is no penis to be seen <laughs> and i think that is all my notes oh no actually this was cut by the BBFC in the UK, by the censors, for the marijuana scene. Okay. Um, because you can't have that in a PG. Mm. You, you, like, your heroes can't be looking for weed in a PG movie. 
in the UK. What if they're looking for it to throw it away because it's wrong? That could, they, they would keep that in because it's a moral <laughs> message, yeah. Um, and finally, the overweight kid is called Chubby. Yeah, that's, well, and he's like eating during the game and stuff that we've talked about that before, like the, the fat character always eating and that like, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily, if anything, like a lot of times when people are overweight and other people make fat jokes about them, they will not be seen eating. I know when mm-hmm. I was younger and, and people made fat jokes about me, like I made sure to be seen eating as rarely as possible. Yeah. Such lazy writing. It is. Because in the same year you had Chunk and the Goonies. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later you've got Fat Kid and Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Mark Holton was about 27 years old when he made this movie. And he, he looks it. He yeah. does not. Oh, he, he looks like 40. Look like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they don't say anything about his age. They say something about the guy on the other team who's supposed to be 20 mm-hmm. because he got held back because he was in jail or something. Yeah. Um, that's ridiculous. But anyway, that is us finished talking about Teen Wolf. Woo! Woo! Have you picked a movie for next time, Jen? It's so funny. We were halfway through recording and I was like, oh shit, I should have a movie. But then I realized you accidentally picked one for me oh yeah dick bitch <laughs> leave it in <laughs> the motion picture dick that you're this, rolling up right now yes because i knew you bought it on dvd i knew you bought it yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh one of my favorites and uh even though i know that might mean it's a bad pick because i just really like it yeah i also always love the opportunity to remind people the movie exists because i feel like it's really underrated mm-hmm. and um i'm sure there are problems with it but like there better be problems in this case it's annoying to me that it's you know, not more of a like cult classic yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never seen it, so I'm. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Oh, this is no. exciting. Okay, yeah. Now I'm excited. I think I've seen parts of it on TV when it was on. I think it was on Channel Five during the day or something at one point, and I was I just like, glanced at it, but um, I've never actually watched the movie. Okay, awesome. Yeah, as soon as I saw you bought it, I was like, well, I'm gonna have to pick that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you would at some point. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. realize you hadn't seen it. So I bought it when I bought. Wait, was the buy? Oh, it was Hand at Rocks of Credo. I bought as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I knew you bought it, because you sent me a picture of them mm-hmm. together. But no, I mean, there's problems with it, but it's it's a fun movie. Anyway, that is all we have time for. If you'd like to follow the podcast, it's at Drop the Pilot Pod on Twitter um, and Mastodon, if that's still a thing. Shiftybench.co.uk is the website. Contact at Shiftybench.co.uk is the email address. If you have any suggestions of movies from the 80s and 90s that you think that we might have seen... <laughs> Or even ones we haven't, because we are going to do, at one point, we're going to do some movies that neither of us have seen, that we may think are problematic. Because it's, like, we've talked before about how we were trying to find movies that neither of us have seen, but it's hard for you to think of movies mm-hmm. that you haven't, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard for us to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, and it doesn't normally come to mind if you haven't seen it, and then it's especially yeah. hard between the two of us to come up with it. I know we've come up with four or five. Uh, six, all I know is I'm not allowed to watch Grease 2 until we do it for the podcast. Yeah, we're going to cover it in the podcast. We're, we are going to do... I don't know if we'll make it, like, uh, a month 
where we watch movies we haven't seen or we'll just like do one every now and then. We haven't decided yet because we haven't really spoke about this mm-hmm. in a while. Because <laughs> we're not very good at organising no. this podcast. You just kind of tell me what to do and then I show up. Yeah, it's usually just like on the day <laughs> on the day before. It's like, we're doing this, right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... Where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm at Pile Inspectors on uh, t- the corpse of Twitter. Excellent. So thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Arrgh- <coughs> <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it. I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't even mention it to you, except that uh, I gotta talk to someone. Wait a minute, are you gonna tell me you're a fag? I mean, if you're gonna tell me you're a fag, I don't think I can handle it. I'm not a fag. I'm a werewolf.